This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 1003, IELTS Phrasal Verbs in Real Conversations. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Today, we answer a student question about the best way to learn collocations. You'll hear a clip from a native group conversation, and we'll teach you three phrasal verbs that are used when discussing education. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Jessica, how are you today? Ah, Aubrey, fantastic. You know what that reminded me of? Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you that after we tell our students what they are learning about today. Okay, yeah, I love it. This is going to be really fun. We're doing something we've never done before, which is we are going to share with you guys an audio clip from one of our subscription um, offerings, packages, <laughs> conversations and coffee. Some of you are probably subscribed. If you're not, you might not be aware of what that is yet. So we're going to let you know what it is and share an audio clip from that today and do our whole lesson today from that clip. Yes, guys, you are going to learn collocations today. I know that collocations, prepositions, are a nightmare in any language. So we are going to clear up some of those nightmares today, guys. Um, and these are all extremely useful phrases for IELTS. So listen up, guys. Um, real fast, when you began recording and you're like, Jessica, that reminded me of the character Chris Traeger in Parks and Rec, because whenever he sees someone, he's always like, Jessica Beck, or like he like points and then he says like first name and last name. And it's so fun. And James and I have started um, doing that in real life. And it's a lot of fun. Okay, That's the greatest show. I really <laughs> love that best. one. I love it so much. Um, Okay, so what is interesting, guys, is our lesson about collocations today lines up with a recent student question. So we know for sure it is useful. Um, Aubrey, can you share that student question, please? Yes, our three key student, Fumika, asked, she said, there is one more question about collocations. When I get into writing, I am out of sorts once in a while thinking of word collocations. Are there any useful resources to learn collocations or is reading books and articles the most effective way to study them? Okay. Awesome question. So what do you think? Because this this is a common question from students. And I know, personally speaking, when I studied Spanish, 
Prepositions are a nightmare. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I feel your pain. And I'm sure, Aubrey, I'm sure you experience this in your studies yep, of French exactly. and Spanish. Collocations, phrasal verbs, prepositions, whatever you are uh, naming them, this stuff is hard. Um, So it's really on a case-by-case basis, right? You can't memorize a list. No. no you no. have to discover and figure it out. Huh? We're going to talk about that one. Yes. You have to figure it out in context, guys. So what are the best places to get that context for these phrasal verbs, Aubrey? Yeah. So just like Fumika suggested, yes, reading books and articles, that's where you find collocations, totally. listening to podcasts, listening to TV shows. But it's not enough to be a really passive listener. You have to be actively listening and reading, noticing collocations, noticing how words go together and how meanings change. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and you you have to be intentional about it, right? Don't just yeah. like hear it somewhere or see it somewhere and be like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, you have to like take note of it, right? Take take just a minute. Think about the meaning. Write it down in your own sentence, right? And maybe listen to that context, that podcast, that recording a couple times, right? Because the more you are exposed to this phrase, especially like in one right after the other, right? The better you will remember it. Why is this important for our IELTS students? Well, you guys know your students are always asking us how to improve their grammar score. And we talk a lot about not focusing too much on grammar, but this is one way that you can really improve your grammar score is to pay attention to collocations, prepositions, phrasal verbs, because then you'll be using them correctly on IELTS. You do need to use correct prepositions in order to get a seven or higher on grammar. And yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but what's what's interesting, um, what's interesting about the scoring of this, guys, is this is a rare case where it is an overlap between grammar and vocabulary scores. Right. It's really difficult for the examiner to know why you are making this mistake. It is it is it because you don't understand the grammar of this specific preposition, right? Or is it because you don't understand the phrase, which is a vocab problem? So it is a crossover, guys. It can hurt or help both your grammar and vocabulary scores for speaking and writing. So let's get into this, guys. As Aubrey said, you are going to hear a clip of a group conversation. So not only does this help your vocab, your, um, as we said, grammar, but also your listening skills, of course. And this is a great place to get ideas. So guys, you are going to hear a clip with some of these um, phrasal verbs, collocations, and it is about education like the most common IELTS topic, right? So what phrasal verbs should students listen for when we play the clip? Okay, you guys are going to hear the phrasal verbs ownership over, translated to, and figure out. So listen for those three, jot down a note, and pay attention to how they're used, the context of the sentence, and then Jessica and I will break them down after the clip. Awesome. All right. Let's get into it, guys. Here is the clip of Conversations and Coffee. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I love the idea of giving kids the awareness of where they're at and what helps right. them learn the best, like letting them have ownership over their own schooling or their own education. I mean, for me, I know that what I learned from having homework as a kid is organization skills. So I worry, I yeah, wonder, true. you know, like Jessica and I are always talking, like we still have homework assignment books. Like I literally have <laughs> one right here. I call it. Are you, know, you serious? Yeah, I mean, these are the things I have to do, the meetings, and I oh, need oh, oh, I thought you meant like you had your homework assignment books from elementary school. I was like, wow, you need to let oh, no, go. No. <laughs> let it go. You need to <laughs> let that go. I'll be a little extreme. No, no, a little extreme. But it's the same thing I did in school, right? It's just yeah. that I've translated that to the workplace, and it helps me manage yeah. my time. And right. I'm, I'm worried that if I didn't have that experience as a kid in school, I wouldn't have this skill now. Uh, what do you guys think of that? Well, I also think I, I do feel like homework is very valuable because kids can waste a lot of time after school if there's no structure, if there's nothing yeah. specific. And yeah. a lot of parents are really good. I know Jessica's great about coming up with extra activities and fun things to do with her kids. I'm less good about that. So sometimes I'm really glad they have <laughs> some homework to provide some structure. <laughs> you play games all the time. But I understand. <laughs> so if they had no homework, it might be really tricky to, yeah. you know, to have them figure out how to organize their time and and get that work ethic. And yeah, I like homework in some ways. All right. You guys can see how fun these conversations are. I love, I remember when this happened and we were laughing about Michelle misunderstanding Lindsay. And just to hear this native conversation where we're interrupting each other, talking over each other, you guys don't get a lot of opportunities to hear that. So this is like gold. It's so good. I love when Michelle's like, you need to let go. <laughs> um, that is another awesome phrase, guys, to let something go, to let go. It's just like, release this, like, stop caring about that. Move on. That's what that means. Like, <laughs> let it go. Stop caring about that. Oh, my gosh, guys, there is so much to learn from these conversations. And... Oh my God, we have so much fun. So before we explain these phrasal verbs and the differences between them and very closely related phrases, um, guys, you can subscribe. You can get conversations, longer conversations like this with quizzes, listening quizzes, with vocabulary, guys, and transcripts. Go to allearsenglish.com slash fast. And when you sign up, that first conversation is free. So sign up, guys. Allearsenglish.com slash fast. Okay, so let's get into the vocabulary. Okay, so- How would you explain, yeah, yeah, ownership over- Yes. So you guys heard Lindsay say letting them have ownership over their own schooling or their own education right there at the beginning, right? We use this meaning um, to have responsibility for something. Yes. To Yeah. Like I think about something that just happened with my daughter last night. I discovered that she's failing a class. I had no idea and I had to have a conversation with her. I'm busy with the twins that are younger, my older kids. Yeah. I need them to take ownership over their grades, right. over getting their assignments done. Yes, this is a phrase that is used a lot among parents yes. <laughs> right now, right? Because like, 
we have to we have to work too. Like we cannot right. be present. We cannot have ownership over our um our kids' uh academics right now, right? Because we we also have to work. And so they have to take responsibility for there's another collocation, right? Take mm-hmm. responsibility for their classes, their homework, right? So ownership over is a very high-level way to say take responsibility for something. So a very closely related phrase that would often be confused with this one is ownership of. So this one is more common, and that just means you own something, right? Uh, Like if you just bought a car, right? You could be like, I have ownership of a brand new Honda CRV. Um, So it's a little more commonly used, but still impressive, I think. Yeah, definitely, right? You could talk about owning something, but to say I have ownership of this is a little more an impressive use of that. So definitely use this in speaking part one, if you're asked, or even part two, to describe something you own, something that's important to you. Instead of saying, I recently bought a car, you'd say, I have ownership of a new car. Yes. You know what? These are all really useful for general training task one letters as well. And I mean... Usually, guys, we say don't use phrasal verbs in formal academic writing. But you know what? These phrases are an exception, right? Because ownership over something, that's a high-level phrase, guys. Um, The phrasal verbs you shouldn't use are the easy, common ones, right? Like instead of, um, you know, get up. You say rise, you know? Right. So it's like the the easy phrasal verbs. We don't want to use those. But these ones, guys, impressive. Okay. So translate to. This is this is fantastic, guys. This is such a high-level usage of this phrase. Translate to. We're not talking about translating language, right? We're talking about the transference, transference of skills. So Lindsay says, I've translated that to the workplace, which means she took these organizational skills, right, from her homework assignment books. (laughs) She took those skills and now she uses them also at work, right? So translate to. Um, Can you think of any skills you acquired outside of work that translate to your current job? Definitely learning French and Spanish, all the skills that I acquired, that I developed learning these other language languages, I'm able to trans translate to this job and and understand a little better what goes into this, the struggles my students totally. have so that I can help them know how to succeed. You know, I'm listening to a podcast now for Spanish called Notes in Spanish. Um, and I love it. And but as I'm going through our conversations and coffee lessons, I'm like, I wish I had this in Spanish. Oh, totally. <laughs> like, what I have access to is like me, like one fiftieth um of what we give you in conversations and coffee. Like, oh my God. I thought okay. the same thing. I'm like, I need this in Spanish so that it can have real native conversations and then engage with it, learn the vocabulary, answer questions about it, make sure I'm understanding. And then I'm ready when I actually have, you know, three or four Spanish speaking friends chatting and I can understand. Totally, guys. Um, and just like having a listening quiz associated with natural conversation, it keeps you focused. It keeps you um, responsible. You take ownership over understanding yes, <laughs> and nice. improving your listening skills. Um, okay, so translate to 
higher level meaning transfer skills from one area to another area of one's life. Um, And then the easy normal one, translate from, right? I mean, students, you guys say this because you're trying to translate meanings, words from your first language to another language. So I think that is commonly used. But what we're saying, guys, is to use this translate to phrase with a whole other meaning. That's what makes this impressive. Yeah. And this is why it's so important to know collocations and recognize context. Because if when Lindsay said that word translate, if you're only thinking, oh, translate from one language to another, you wouldn't understand that sentence, right? But now that you've learned what it means to translate skills to the workplace, then you're going to hear it now elsewhere. And you're going to understand that collocation. Yes. Awesome. All right, Aubrey, what is the last phrase that we wanted students to listen to? Yes. So the last one was figure out, which you heard me say it might be really tricky to have them figure out how to organize their time. And so, yeah, this we use this all the time. It means like to solve, to discover, to figure something out, right? Yes. And this, yeah, like me trying to have my daughter figure out something on her own, it is a little more informal, right? I grew up um, saying this all the time. Um, What do you think? Definitely for part one, I think you could say, all right, I'm trying to figure something out here. Definitely. So figure out, you know, yeah, I wouldn't use it in academic formal writing, right? Like the other ones. Um, The first two we talked about, definitely appropriate for formal academic writing, but figure out. That's a little informal, but it's great for speaking part one and part two or general training informal letters because here is why it's so great. Natives use it all the time. We take it for granted, right, that this is a common phrase, but students do not use it all the time. That's what makes it high scoring, right? Right. So to figure out something, it means like you you finally understand (laughs) – the right. meaning. You finally understand something, right? You figured it out. Um, another sort of informal way to use figure instead of I think, you could say, I figure that's a good idea. Um, that's not something I say necessarily, oh, yeah. but I grew up saying it all the time. What did I say? That's funny. Yeah, I figured we'd go to this other restaurant tonight instead of that's I think, awesome. but it is very informal. So reserve this for part one as well. But yeah, you can use I figure instead of I think or I want. I love it. Um, And guys, if you subscribe to Conversations and Coffee, allearsenglish.com slash fast, you are going to hear another idiom in this very conversation, a happy medium. That is such a great phrase. That would be so impressive on speaking and writing. Anyway, it's in that conversation. Get it in context, right? We'll give you a quick definition, but you do need to hear it in context to really understand how to use it, right? We often collocate it with verbs like to strike a happy medium, right? Um, It's similar to like compromise, right? Like Mm -hmm. um, you're saying like, I made a mistake by going too far one way uh, before I went too far the other way, but now I've struck a happy medium and I'm in the middle and that's what works, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this idiom comes up right after this audio section that we've told you guys. So when you sign up and you hear this is one of the first conversations you'll get, then you'll be able to hear that idiom too. And we have a bonus for you guys on the blog for this episode. So be sure to go to allersenglish.com slash IELTS. This is episode number 1003. And I have two listening questions for listening section three. This is exactly the type of audio you would hear. It's about education. 
you know, you have two to three speakers there. And so we've got a couple of multiple choice questions that you can answer based on this text. Awesome. Come back to the blog, guys, allersenglish.com slash IELTS. This is episode 1003. And remember, you can get listening practice like this. It's not just for IELTS, guys. I mean, yeah, this is really going to help on IELTS, but this is for your life after IELTS, right? So you can participate in the world in English. So go to allearsenglish.com slash fast. Sign up for conversations and coffee. All right. This has been a fun episode, Aubrey. Yes, it was fun. Thanks for joining me today, Jessica. (laughs) Awesome. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because... It can bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.